This is the Chief Steward Officer podcast for Kingdom Entrepreneurs. If you want to start, grow, or sustain a business that lines up with Kingdom principles, this podcast is for you. Stewardship is key to aligning your business with the Kingdom of God, and we provide straight talk, practical tips, and advice to help you succeed. And now, your host, the CSO of Flow Business Systems, Mike Spence. And welcome, Chief Steward Officer Brad, along with Mike Spence, opening up today, trying to get into another episode of our Chief Steward Officer podcast. How are you doing, Mike? Great, man. Really good. I'm just excited about this topic. You always started off like that. So, you know, I think this is 12. And so I wanted to make sure the first dozen had a, I'm excited about this topic from me. And maybe I'll switch it up next time. Yeah, well, this topic, not, it's not really a good one. It's not one of the best. It's really, <laughs> That's what I mean, like you might want to. No, I actually like this one. Uh, I've actually <laughs> liked, I, I get a lot of, a lot of all of them. Actually, I enjoyed the discussions, but, but this is one that's going to uh, come on me and I don't really know how to get it hmm. in, into the frame uh, in terms of just distilling it down to a title. Maybe that will become apparent as we go. Well, give it to me and give it to the people the way God gave it to you. So if everyone understands our process is, you know, yes, we prepare and, and we're reading our word and, and we're trying to be good uh, chief steward officers and, and we're really seeking God on these topics. And sometimes he'll just kind of hit you with something that you get it, it makes sense to you, but they're like, okay, we need to look into that a little bit more. But how did God give you this one. But, but. Yeah, well, you know, I'm reminded of the scripture and, I, and you see different people, how they act and especially in, in church a lot of times where uh, we have that scripture where it, we're not really admonished, but we're instructed, hey, we're, we always say, hey, we're going to this city and tomorrow I'll buy or sell and make gain where we should say, if it be the Lord will, be, be the Lord's will, then I'll go and do these things. Yeah. And, yeah. and so what I've noticed in my life, in my communications, a lot of times we neglect doing the simplest things and we throw that excuse on God by saying, well, if it's the Lord's will, then uh, I'll go and help my neighbor. Or if it's the Lord's will that he wants me to do this thing, mm -hmm. then I'll do this thing. And a lot of times we put, we transfer our responsibility onto God under the guise of, well, I'm not really sure if, if he's wanting me to do this or not. Yeah. Uh, and, and a lot of times that just causes procrastination and delay. And it, Oh, yeah. Well, I don't. Yeah. Gosh, man, I, I've, I've been there. And I'm wondering if this is part of that. And where I'm thinking about something or I'm praying to God about a, a certain thing in my business, let's say. And, and I feel led to go do something. And instead of me taking action on that. I'm procrastinating, really. I, I'm waiting. Well, if if that was really God, then he'll show me a sign or he'll do something. And then I don't do anything. And God maybe doesn't do anything. So I just don't do it. Is, is that basically what yeah, I mean? Saying we're, we're just yeah. kind of using that excuse. If it's God's will, then. Yeah, it's like a lot <laughs> of times there there is something that's obviously that we could do. Yeah. And it's in our wheelhouse to do. Mm. And we don't for 
either we don't really want to do it or we're super scared to do it or we're being overly cautious. And a lot of times our adversary in the spirit realm will use that over cautiousness and not wanting to go outside of God's will. We, none of us want to go outside of God's will and that'll get placed. That'll get used against us. Oh yeah. You don't want to go outside of God's will, do you? Ooh, maybe you should pray about more. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You're hitting a, a hard topic right there. I've, I've, especially with brand new business owners. So if anyone is, uh, listening to the podcast, they've always wanted to start a business and they've heard about chief steward officer. They're going to align this thing with God and they have an idea that they believe God gave them. Right. So now they're there and they want to start the planning process. They're going to, you know, maybe get going, but there's this consistent fear. I don't want to screw this up. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do something that's selfish. That's that's maybe this is just me being me. Maybe this is just an idea I came up with and it's not really God. It's not really his will. And that they have, cause I've done exactly that, that I have this fear that if I start walking this thing out and it's not in God's will, that terrible things will happen that I screwed it up. And I've just got to encourage everybody right now that feels like that, that is not the God we serve. Mm-hmm. God is not that way with anyone because he knows your heart and if in your heart you believe that god has purposed you for something and given you an idea and you take action on that he knows your heart well enough to say you're doing that out of your selfish desire you're just kidding yourself or you truly believe that was for me and if you truly believe that and it lines up with the word we'll talk about that probably here in a minute and it lines up with the principles that we talk about where you know we're loving people and helping and and if you're doing that god knows your heart he's not going to come along and go ooh i don't know what you're doing cso mm-hmm. you launched this business and went out there trying to help people and here i i'm going to come crush you and take everything you have and 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 make your life miserable and Gee whiz. I mean, that, that can creep in our mind, but that is not that loving God we serve. Just is so, not true. So we definitely, we want to be clear hmm. on what God's will is. Yep. Uh, we don't want to go outside his will, obviously. So the question is, when do we have hmm. all of the information that we're going to get or all the answers that we're going to get? Um you know, because we can we can just sit here in this paralysis by analysis forever. I've seen good people mm. bury their talents in the ground because they didn't feel that God was, you know. Uh, I'm doing the YouTube version here where people are not watching this on YouTube. I'm, I'm raising my hands in, in, you know, guilty of that and pointing to myself of uh, really perfectionism, or at least that's the that's the mask I'd put on it. I'm going to keep working on something and continue to improve it and continue to improve it and continue under this guise of, well, I want to make it the best it can be before I do something. And because I, and, it, and it's really just being, it's perfectionism, it's procrastination, it's, it's paralysis mm-hmm. where actually you're really never doing anything. You're busy. <laughs> right. You're not, yeah. you're not rolling. So. Yeah. So, and so the, I was trying to go back and look at, at different scriptures. And so the, the scripture that I was, had, uh, was looking at, there were a couple of them. Um, but this back in, uh, into Elijah, right before oh. the, the, 
prophets of Baal and all, and all of that. Mm-hmm. And um, basically he told the people there it's, it's over in uh second King, first Kings. I don't know where is it? it's in here. First Kings. I'm trying to find the exact verse, but basically he looks at the people and he says, how long are you going to be of two opinions? If uh-huh. God's God, yeah. then serve God. And if Baal's God, then serve Baal. Yeah. But, but we can, if we know God, right, and we know that God has told us to do something, either we're going to trust him or mm-hmm. we're not. We just keep in this, I'm going back and forth between two opinions all the yeah. time. God told me to do this, but can he really tell me to do that? Or maybe I'm not starting. Oh, you're, you're waffling. You're, it's, it's self-doubt, right? It, it's where you talked about before, we talk about all the time is FUD. It's, it's, he's gonna, the enemy wants to hit us with fear, uncertainty, or doubt. And fear is that when we get a word or we get something like that, a direction that God wants us to go do, we would say, well, it, well, if it's God's will, he'll just make that work out. Well, that's not true because God wants a relationship. He might nudge you in a direction and put something on your heart, but he's waiting for you to take a step. And you asked how much information would we get? Usually not a whole lot, <laughs> not a whole lot more than him confirming that this is what I, I've really called you to go do. And he's not going to give you the entire blueprint because he wants us to trust him and walk by faith. And so we ended up getting fearful because we don't know what we're getting into. It's not really that we're afraid of not following God's will as much as we're afraid of other things. We're afraid of our lack of experience or what people might think or any other kind of thing. But we call it, I'm afraid of going outside of God's will. That's mm-hmm. really not true. <laughs> well, there's like, if I look across the street and I say, Whew, my neighbor, I know that uh, they were just in the hospital or whatever. I know they've had a hard time and their, their grass is getting pretty tall. Boy, he really needs somebody to mow his grass. Lord, send somebody to mow his grass. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, You're maybe, that's, somebody. Somebody <laughs> maybe that's me. Or maybe they're hungry. Lord, they need some food. Send them some food. Well, maybe I got to pack up a bag of groceries and walk across the street. There, mm-hmm. there are some things that you know that God's already given you the authority to take care of right. yourself. Right. And, yep. and so we're, I don't want to do anything to offend. I don't even know that person. I just saw, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and I but see, I love that, man. It's because it's, it's, there's nothing wrong with praying to God about those things. I, I think the prayer wouldn't be Lord, please send those people someone so they can be blessed or helped. It's Hey Lord, I've noticed these things. I feel called. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's you is that you? Is this really what you want me to do? And, and, and just check it, you know, and, and that's okay. It's all right to do that, but you, you don't want it to just stay in that place where you're, you're, you're praying every day about a thing that God, you feel God's led you to go do, but you're not, you're not taking a step. And, and I, I would pretty quickly change the prayer. Cause I think God absolutely knows we need confirmation. He knows our fears and uncertainties and doubt better than we do. And that, if you're not really getting an answer, then I would encourage people to take a step in that direction and, and continue to pray. You know, it's like, well, I'm going to at least do this part. Mm-hmm. And, and then, because if it, if it's not in contradiction with his word, 
then you're probably really safe <laughs> in that if you're going to go out and help anybody do anything and love people with a, with a good heart, that's already in alignment. I, I've heard people say, you don't even need to ask him, mm-hmm. you know, if that's what you're going to go do, I mean, you go do it because that's what we've been commanded to do. Love him, love people. So, yeah, yeah we, uh, we already have confirmation in his word to do certain things, yeah. you know, taking i'll just some like taking care of the widows and you yeah. know uh the poor yeah. we already have Help your neighbors yeah yeah we already know so but there are also certain things that the scriptures clearly speak against doing right there for sure it, and so as long as you're not in one of those then yeah. we get into well i believe the script so let's just look at that like take care of the take care of the widows or let's just use that one okay okay uh i can do that by myself i can go call or knock on doors or deliver groceries or whatever or donate donate to a nonprofit that does exactly that You're, you're, you're you're doing your part to help yeah lots of things or since the lord has given given me a gift to be entrepreneurial or has the ability to dedicate portions of my business, I may look at ways that my business could incorporate, incorporate that or yeah. accomplish some of those goals at a, at a larger scale, yeah. more so than, than maybe other people who don't have the same gifts that you have. And so if you know that the cause is not outside of God's will, you've already been authorized for the cause, then the, the the methods, the how we accomplish that, oh. a lot of times is up to us, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. So, a lot um, of very creative ways to go about doing it. <laughs> so, so, we've talked about this a lot. And I think that's where a lot of us get hung up is like, yeah, I want to help that person. And not only will I help that person, I will help 30 more people. And here's how I'm going to do that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, the, um, a lot of times we've talked about this, we, and I, be, I believe it to be the case, but you can correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. I believe that we are responsible for the how. Mm-hmm. And God is responsible for the results. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I, you, and you've heard me say, you know, similar in that if we feel like we've created a, a business model or a plan and we're out there and we're doing it and we've got everything lined up with kingdom and we're, we're doing his will. And, and, and it's not a ministry. It's not a nonprofit. A lot of times it's just, it's your business. You, you just have a service business, let's say, and you're out there doing it. You're treating your, your people well, you're doing all this and you have a purpose for your community and you know, God's put that on your heart and you're rolling that thing out. What you're doing there is using your brain, your creativity. He gave it all to you for a reason. And you are coming up with solutions to walk those things out. And if those produce, um, you know, results in any kind of way that is not glorifying God, you know, then, then that's where that's a big red, red stop there. But I tell people all the time, you just walk this thing out, you do the how you, you, you just do the work and trust God for all the results. So what I love about that though, Brad, is we think, and we got to get our mind shifted here. We talk about minding our mind. The purpose for you starting and running a success or managing a successful business as a CSO in God's mind is making an impact, right? For him, his kingdom, advancing the kingdom and getting, uh, and he gets the glory. 
And if the whole purpose of you starting this business was to connect with a certain person or a certain group for a for, for one season and and he got everything that he needed out of that and that was it like everything else was just it's okay and then he wants to shift you to go do something else that's that open hand principle this isn't your business this this is you managing something for him to get the glory so that they that you can manage this walk it out so he gets the results he's looking for even if they don't make sense to you because i think we think about it in such grand terms like oh it, he's gonna bless me and i'm gonna make you know 10 million dollars and everybody that works for me will be you know wealthy with worldly wealth and and all of our problems will go away because that's a cso business i mean maybe if that's what god wants but it could be it's the hardest thing you've ever done and the purpose that he wanted to get out of this was to train you up, to get you, um, you know, focused on him in a, in a deeper way for you to bring people that would have never stepped a foot in a church, but they work for you. And now they're, they're getting him through you and your business. And that was the purpose. Mm -hmm. You see what I mean? Well, that was well, how a, do, <laughs> yeah. well, how do we get uh, from the concept of, yes, I want to do this, or yes, I want to start a business or dedicate my, my business. And we've agreed with that yeah. overall goal. Yeah. And then we get hung up a lot of times in the first steps because, well, I don't know if this is the way God wants me to do that, or will he bless this? So w once you've got confirmation, however you're going to get that, either through the word, or through yeah. prayer or through a vision or however, you know, the Lord is speaking with you yep. um, that this is the goal that, that we need to accomplish. Right. Right. Uh, the first step now is this is how I'm going to do it. And there are some organizational practices you can put into place, but I think a lot of people get hung up on those interim steps. Yeah. And when they get hung up on the interim steps, well, I haven't got confirmation on each one of these steps Man. Therefore, I'll do nothing <laughs> yes. the, to get there, right? You're so right. I, um, I, wanna, I want confirmation on each one of these X, Y, Z, B, you know, whatever. Yeah. And so therefore, I never start. Man, you're, you're hitting it right there. I love that because the way a CSO, is, what we're trying to help people understand is that being a chief steward officer in a, in a, man, in a management position in a business that God owns is not passive, it's you, you, you have to shift yourself into, you are a very active uh, decision maker and, and that we're not just going to do what you said. I mean, there is waiting on the Lord and resting in the Lord and there is patience and, and those things fit. But what we're talking about is when you know, and there's people listening to this, you know, that, you know, that, you know, that God for years has told you to do a thing and you've been planning and thinking or ignoring it or whatever because your, your fear and certainty or doubt are creeping in. And what we're trying to get you to understand is the first step is the first step. That's the only thing you really need to think about is like, God wants me to start a business. The first step is I'm going to research, you know, how to build a business plan. Take, that's it. Just do that one thing. Uh, God wants our business now that we've been running for five years to shift our focus into helping our community in a certain part of our town. And it's, um, you know, a, a youth shelter. Okay. If you really feel that, 
and you know that lines up with God's word about taking care of people and loving people, what's the first step you need to take? Pick up the phone and call somebody over there and say, hey, we're just interested in how, we don't know how we're going to help yet. We haven't got that far, but I just want to reach out and let you know that's our heart. It's what God put on my heart. And I, I, I believe you taking that first step, you don't have to have the whole plan a lot of times with that stuff. Take the first step and God will start opening stuff up. He'll start showing you all of the things. It's, it's amazing if we just are obedient and take one step. And, and does it, a lot of times, does it matter what that first step is? I mean, I mean we, we certainly want to get clarification and Lord, is this the <laughs> right thing? But yes. will he always say definitively, oh yeah, that's the first step. Or will he say, just choose the first step? Yeah, actually, yes. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 didn't, I didn't think of it until this way, Brad. Um, I think the answer that, yes, it does matter what the first step is because that first step has to be forward. <laughs> okay. You can take a step back <laughs> okay. and you can take a step to the side to, to kind of dodge your responsibility that what we're saying is as long as the first step you've identified is a step forward towards the thing God's calling you to do, then, then you're good. And then mm -hmm. that can be anything. As long as you go, yep, I'm going to take a first step. My first step is going to be to come back a, a step to pray about it more. Nope. <laughs> That's mm -hmm. passive. I want to take my first step is towards the thing that God, and I promise you, it's going to be uncomfortable in many cases. Because God's not interested in our comfort. He's interested in his glory. And I'll tell you, when I pray those kind of prayers and I feel like God's putting on my heart, he's going to take me to a situation, to a room, <laughs> to a group of people, to a community or something that I may not be very comfortable in because I just haven't been there before. Or, and that could be, you know, in, in any number of situations. It could be a boardroom that you're, that you just feel like it, it could be the mayor's office. It, it, there's all kinds of situations that really can make you uncomfortable because you've never been them before. And I think in many ways, that's how, you know, it's God because you can't do it without him. You know, he, he's not going to call you to do something that you could fully accomplish without him. He wants to do it with you. Now, now there's, we're, we're assuming here that, um, you are using some worldly wisdom, right? Uh, we do want to head directionally in the, the right path. But let's just say, for instance, if, if I, we're not giving you carte blanche to say, as long as you move one step. So, hey, I want to start a business. The first thing I'm going to do is buy office furniture. <laughs> right. Um, that's I, that's good. Step. And it's probably down the road. I need something. Yeah. <laughs> You know, but that's not the first thing you should probably do. And, and so we're, we're assuming that most people who are listening to this would have, would have that type of, of yeah. wisdom. It's like, yeah, wait a we've got to go about this in the right way. Yeah, I think, and, and to, uh, if, you, if you pray about it, say, hey, God, you know what? I heard this podcast today and these two crazy guys are talking about following you and, and, and taking action on the things instead of just being passive and waiting for your will. Um, first of all, I'm just going to come to you, God, and, and I'm sorry for that. I repent of that. But now what I want to know, Lord, is not the whole plan. I get that, but my next step and, and see, you know, and just be quiet. Let him, let him talk and write some stuff down. And if you're not, 
really getting that. I was like, God, I know this is you. And, and I think it's okay to ask for confirmation. Is there a way that you can maybe confirm this? But when I've prayed those prayers, I mean, God will confirm it. A lot of times he'll confirm it because he knows it's in your heart. Just like Jesus would answer Pharisees and Sadducees, he would answer them because he knew what they were thinking. He knew it was in their heart. And I think God does that too, is like, he knows. And it. so I've talked to people that have been mulling over something for years uh, and, and, but it's been confirmed to them so many different ways at church and scripture, some, something somebody said to them, a prophetic word was spoken over them. Like, oh my goodness, I have heard it every year for four years that I should write a book. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the problem I think is the, is the thought of a first time author writing a book is so overwhelming to think that you could be an author, but you know that God called you to do it and that it's uh, been confirmed to you over and over again. I think going back and asking God to confirm it again is a step back. But you, if you just ask God, what is my most direct path forward? Do I need to enroll in an online course? Do I just need to write the, the outline? I mean, it could be any number of things, but ask God. And if you're not hearing something, do something. <laughs> I mean, do something that's that you that you that you can see that it visibly moved you forward. Well, I would suggest, I mean, if you're, if you're in that spot right now, I mean, just look, I'm going to be uh, self-promotional here, but CSO has some courses on how to get started, right? Well, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Go to chiefstewardofficer.com. And, and, and actually part of this is, is not just these podcasts, but to give some curriculum that we ask people to pay something for, so we can fund all these things we're doing, but also, just a lot of free resources, just, and, and we're going to continue to put stuff up there. I mean, our, our mission, our vision is, is to equip CSOs with everything they're going to need, uh, including community and, and resources and templates and blueprints, if we can get them together and all that stuff. Um, so maybe your first step is to check some of that stuff out, but we're certainly not the only resource out there. Um but yeah, I, I think that's the, that's the big one, Brett. I think it's just the CSO is so active minded mm-hmm. that some, including me, have to get out of the, we're kidding ourselves when it comes to walking something out God called us to do because we're masking it with, well, I just want to make it better first. That's procrastination. Or I'm afraid to do it because I don't really know what I'm doing. Um, I, I'm just uncertain of the direction or I just doubt myself. Um and I'll say you, you brought up the enemy before is, you know, it's the same thing. Like people think, well, Eve, <laughs> Eve messed everything up, right? It's like she, she, she ate the fruit and, and the serpent, but the serpent made her do it and all that. And if, if you really read that scripture, the serpent didn't make her do anything. Uh, and he doesn't make us do anything. If anything, what, what happened is he, he just offers suggestions. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know what? What did he really, he just questioned it. Did God really say that? Are you, are you sure he said, don't eat of that tree? And don't you think it's just because he doesn't want you to, you know, to have all the wisdom that, that he has, you know, it's just, it's, it's whispers and suggestions. It's these things that we will remind ourselves of our, our insecurities will come up or somebody, if you shared, Hey, I think God wants me to go help this group or do this. And they might go, Oh, I wouldn't go to that part of town. Or, you know, I don't, you know, don't you have enough going on? I wouldn't be spending time over at your neighbors cutting the grass or whatever. You know, we've got enough people in our lives if we ask for their opinion, they will give it to us. But they might talk us out of 
or maybe say exactly what we want to hear, which is, yeah, you don't need to be doing that stuff. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, and these are all just counter to what God's calling us to do. It's, I, I say, move forward and go into doing all these uncomfortable, scary things. If you know that God's behind you, because that's how David killed a giant. <laughs> well, let's look, I mean, um, you know, that God's on your side and I, so I'm not making any, um, any yeah. assumptions about people that I'm going to mention by sure. name. Right. Oh, okay. Here we go. <laughs> Call them uh, yeah. But we, we know people in our own personal lives mm -hmm. that, that seem to be successful in spite of themselves. Right. Yeah. They're yeah. always at, they don't know what the word failure means. Yeah. But it's almost like they don't care about it right it's like you they just keep moving forward and then we see folks sure. if i'm gonna drop they i don't know these people but like the rock or kevin hart or yeah. steve harvey yeah. or donald trump was our it just seems they're all over the place they're yeah. doing everything they, they have more hours in the day than the rest of us and i'm sure that not everything they do turns to gold Oh, right. right. I mean, look at like, you know, even, you know, we said Trump, I mean, Biden or anybody, I mean, they've, they've, all of these folks have risen to the top of whatever the profession is. Right. I mean, I'm from the outside. Yeah. It looks like, you know, they're taking action, they're getting it all done and, and they're hugely successful. Right. But yeah, yeah they're successful as the world would, the would world admit, or they, it. Yeah. Uh, but the fact is they are, they have to be taking first steps. They've taken a lot of first steps. Yeah. You know, I don't know how many books uh, Steve Harvey or Kevin Hart or the, I don't know how many books they've written, Yeah. but more than most people. And I guess you step back and look at them it's like, they're not, uh, and I'll say, they're not smarter than you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're, they're not any better educated, but somehow or another, they surrounded selves, themselves with people that, worked them into getting so they were taking the and maybe the first step was like i'm going to surround myself with people how to know how to write a book yeah you know absolutely. or or you know or whatever these things would be so they're doing what they have to do to to advance the cause to advance their now that being said i like i said i don't know where those people are in their relationship with god i assume they're all uh, great people say but you know that god is on your side and yeah. so if there are, if there are, I'll say worldly people who are doing these things and being successful, just because there, there are certain activities that generate success, right? Yeah. Why couldn't the same thing happen for you if you have the almighty on your side, right? Oh, man. Yeah. So it, I, I've heard it said like with Christians, as Christians, we have an unfair advantage. I love how it's put. It's because we're walking into situations with the Holy Spirit. You know, mm -hmm. it's right there for us to, it's our counselor, it's our comforter, you know, it's our defender. I mean, we won't fully understand all the protection and all the times that God defended us and kept us safe until we get to heaven. But I am sure that there's, you know, for Christian as the Holy Spirit is leading us and guiding us, and we're really trying hard to follow God's will, that he's lining stuff up for us. And sometimes we see it. You know, we, we like, how in the world did I get this contract? <laughs> I, I am not smart enough to be putting on a podcast like this right now, that kind of stuff. It's like, how in the world did he connect all the dots? And a lot of times we don't see it until we look back and it all started with that first step. And, and anybody that's listening has accomplished anything. 
can and and know that God's had their hand on them, His hand on them at you know through something in their life. As they look back, they can go, "I see what He did. I don't know how He quite did that, but now I see it." And and I'm just trying to encourage people to to say, do that more. Keep taking first steps. Just because you started a business, and you're running and it's successful. God's got more first steps for you, you know, because he wants to do a lot through that business. And how does he make a kingdom impact? Many different ways. So pray. And as he puts stuff on your heart, uh, go into it, like you said, with some confidence because he's on your side. And, and we have to get our minds, I think, uh-huh. right. Because again, we'll look at those people that are in our lives and let's just say they're non-churched. Let's just, let's put it that way. Okay. Right, they're non-church, and man, their business is booming, and and they're just being, they're being. How are they doing everything right, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or how 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 have they gotten to this part? And uh, where you know, if yeah. that person is success, that you can you can reach a level of success too, but in your mind, uh, it's going to be harder for you because the minute that you have established that you want to do something to advance the kingdom, you now have established an enemy. Yep. You have an adversary that works against you, right? And so it might be easier for the person who doesn't proclaim that to gain a matter of worldly success because he has nobody fighting against him. Right. You have somebody fighting against you. So you have to work Mm -hmm. through it. But the good news, I say that's head trash, right? Because we know that the one on our side is greater can help us to overcome amen but there but there is no battle in the other person's mind because he doesn't have an adversary the reason you have your head trash is because you have an adversary exactly you know what and you're talking too about these principles like there's laws that god designed in this world like the law of gravity you know uh, whether whether you're 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 saved you're not saved if if you're not churched as you said and these hugely you know if if uh kevin hart were were here and we both had a rock and we dropped it. Both of those are going to hit the ground, right? I mean, there's just certain laws that it doesn't matter who the person is. The laws are the laws. And some of that stuff is around, you know, even generosity that it's, you know, it's a, a principle. I, I tell folks all the time about tithing where early in my Christian life, like my wife and I, we would get, she was way on board with tithing where I wasn't so much all the time. Honestly, I, I had to, I had to learn that I had to really grow with God in that until I just made a decision like, you know what, I don't, you're first God, and I'm going to treat you first. And I'm going to do this with tithing. And the thing that God does through generous giving through tithing, that then multiplies money is another principle that I tell people that I don't know how it works. I just know it works. And that when you're trusting God with that kind of stuff, and, and you can trust him with your time, and you can trust him with your business, you can trust him with all these things in the moment that he knows he's got your heart that way, the way he multiplies things like that is amazing. And everybody has testimonies about that stuff, but it's hard to describe or predict how that works at all in the world. Right. Mm-hmm. But I also can't explain the law of gravity the way somebody would, but, but I know it, I know it works. I know it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with that situation, but if there are people that don't really know God and they're just being very generous, this world really seems to to gravitate toward generous people like that to where they continue to multiply, right? It's just mm-hmm. like another 
thing, whether they know God or not, um, there's just something to it. Well, we go, if we go back, because uh, we, we want to, as we start this off, we don't want to use God's, no, I don't know God's will. We don't use that as an excuse, right? I call it the God's will cop out, you know? Yeah, yeah. God's yeah. Will. Well, if we go back to the, as we've mentioned several times, probably the most famous steward in the Bible, uh, you got Joseph, right? Mm-hmm. And so when he's talking with Pharaoh, he'd say, hey, famine is coming in the land, right? Yeah. And yeah. so famine said, or excuse me, Pharaoh said, okay, do something about that. What do you suggest? And he came up with some ideas like, well, this, this is what I'm going to do. Yep. How, how many times has Joseph been through a famine before? Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, but <laughs> here's, uh, how, many this, he, how many times did he manage something like an entire <laughs> nation's resources? <laughs> right. 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 So, um, so he put together he established some steps and I'm sure that there was prayer and consultation going on there, Yeah. but he just, it was on him. So once the the goal was there, Hey, we have to feed this people for the seven years. That's, that's coming. How are we going to do it? You're in charge, Joseph. Yeah. Depending on you, you know, you know what? Oh man. I got to tell you, Brad, you know, what gets me about that whole story of people don't please go read the story of Joseph when it comes to that, because if you think about what, how many people were blessed because he heard God say, Hey, seven years of famine, uh, or seven years of really, really great pr- pr- produce at a time. And then seven years of famine. So we need to store it up now so that when that happens and then Pharaoh gave him charge of all of it. So he did exactly that. So that he had it all saved up, right? Mm-hmm. Very stewardship of him. But before all that, why is he even in Egypt? is because his brothers threw him away. <laughs> his brothers went and threw him in a ditch and they, they uh, sold him off. And his dad thought he was dead and he, he was he was apart from his family. And and so God's like, no, you know, what, what people meant for trash, I'm intending for greatness. Mm-hmm. And so if somebody does feel like they've been thrown away, and God's got a whole story for that because Joseph worked his way through stewardship and God's favor and grace to a position of authority. And although that when the famine hit, he was in charge of making sure everybody had what they needed. What ultimately happened was God used all of that to reunite him with his brothers and his, and his father. Mm -hmm. And that in the grand scheme of all of that stewardship, which is what I mean when, you know, let's let God get the results is Joseph probably thought, you know what, if I follow God's will here, everyone's going to get blessed by the food I'm saving. Everyone's going to get this and that. And he could see that part, but he could not foresee. And God didn't show him, Oh, I've got a bigger deal. I'm going to give you your entire family back. Mm-hmm. And Joseph, and it just makes me want to cry <laughs> in that God loved him so much. And he knew how much that he missed his father and he wanted his family back that out of obedience of what he thought he was doing is growing crops and saving them so that when we ran out of food, I can make sure people have enough to eat. And then Pharaoh, I guess, will continue to give me a good job. That's all he thought. I'm just going to go to work every day for seven years. And God's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, that's going to be good. But I'm going to give you that and a whole lot more. So again, he was responsible for the how, right? Absolutely. And, and God blessed the results because it was God's will 
and Joseph knew God's will was not for Egypt to starve. Right. 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 He knew that. Yeah. He was, he was led in on the secret that there was going to be a famine seven years from now yeah. for a reason. Right. So he had to do something with it. So the how was up to him. Yeah. And, but God's will was established through his yeah. works. And so he could have said, I don't know how to start this. I don't, you know, yeah. uh, Lord, please, you know, meanwhile, we missed the first season because he's still waiting on God to give him the whole plan. Yeah. He's not taking steps backwards. <laughs> he's not right. procrastinating. Right. Yeah. He's getting it but, done. Yeah, so there's, there's another. Uh, well, real quick on that too. Yeah. Just make sure everyone understands the way that story plays out. God didn't see Joseph's seven years of obedience of getting that work done and taking steps forward and blessing it and say, wow, great job. Never mind. I won't, I won't, no famine. You know, and I think we get there sometimes. It's like, if we walk this stuff out, we'll never have hard times. Famines are hard. <laughs> and God showed him ahead of time, but God kept his word there too, is to say, not just the blessing of abundance. If you walk this out, I'm going to do this. But here comes that seventh year. And I told you that it was going to be a famine. And guess what? It's a famine. This is going to be hard season for you. And, and know that God was still with him then, because if there was no famine, there could have never been a reunite 90 of his family, which in Joseph's heart is what he really wanted. He didn't want a full belly. <laughs> I'm sure he appreciated to have food in a famine. What he really wanted was his relationships back. And God's like, yeah, but you know, no famine, no family. So yeah, this, this part has to happen. So let, uh, I'm going to throw this first over to you as well. It's, it's in the 16th chapter of Proverbs and yeah. NIV, very familiar. Uh, ninth verse says in their hearts, humans plan their course, yeah. but the Lord establishes their steps. Yep. So what, you want to care to expound on that? So yeah. in our heart, we Love devise it. our course. Yeah, our course or our plans are there in there too. Proverbs talks about establish your plans and give them to God, you know, and, and that you put your plans together and, and dedicate them to God, which you should. And, but also his ways are not our ways. You know, they're much higher. And I, I know what God wants us to do is to take the thing that he's put on our heart um, and it could be vague. Uh, a lot of times, like we said, it's not very clear, but, you know, build some sort of a plan that you can, even like a first step or two that you can then take and give it to God. And what God does with that is he sees your heart. He, he knows what you really want, just like Joseph. He, he knows deep down what you're really trying to go after. He knows the stuff, Brad, that we want in our heart that we don't even know how to articulate. We don't even know how to talk about it. But what he will do with that is to see, he sees a CSO, put that together and start to walk it out. And it many times won't always be the result we thought we were going to get because he establishes the, the course. He, he will take us off course and we'll see it when it happens. You know, it's we're, we're off to the second step and go, oh, I thought we we're going to go that way, but I know God's made this opportunity come available. And then another opportunity opens up that you would have never had, had you not taken step one or, you know, one or two, you know what I mean? He just continues to open up more things. And now we're on a whole nother course, but the original plan was to do this where we wound up was where God wanted it to be, which he gets glory and we're blessed. So 
because he establishes our steps, right? So I guess we could look at that a, a couple of different ways where he's either blessing the steps or if you take a misstep, yeah, he's going to move you back over and it's only establish the ones that hold, you know? Mm -hmm. So a lot of times we'll make mistakes. Not everything that we do is going to be a home run, you yeah. know? <laughs> Sometimes your mistakes are for your, for, they're designed for you. Yeah. You see that? That didn't work. Don't do that again. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And, and so how many, how many business owners have you seen just hit it out of the park first time through? Most of the time know. it's never several <laughs> iterations in the future when they yeah. finally become an overnight success. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, yeah, it's that or, or they start a business and they roll with it for a while to learn that they hate that business. <laughs> you know, God's <laughs> called me to be an entrepreneur and I'm really good at, we always use cupcakes and I start yeah. making cupcakes, but uh, making cupcakes in your kitchen and enjoying them and making cupcakes for 10,000 people a month, two different things, mm -hmm. managing now people who make cupcakes and that whole world, you just go, oh my gosh, I, I hate it like cut a grass cutting business. I mean, you can make good money doing that. I, I have friends who do that and do really well, but I've had friends who like, yeah, I'm going to do that. And they do it and mm -hmm. they go, and I hate this. If, yeah. if this is what I got to do every day. So yeah. I mean, but, but if you walk that out, according to what you believe God wanted you to do, those lessons are important. He, he's using those to teach you. It's never, you either win some or you learn some. And we always talk about, and we're going to have more content on this about the power of square one is w walk that thing out, let God guide you in your steps. And that if you ever feel like, okay, I'm going to start over and go back to square one, we hold that up as a great thing because you're coming back to square one with a lot more knowledge, with a lot more experience. And you, well, I got some scars from that. Good. Cause that's where stories come from. You know, everybody's got a scar they'll show you. And it's like, I got a good story behind this one. Uh, and, and it's, it's, it's experience. I mean, yeah, you can't just come out of the gate and launch something and be a billionaire and then, you know, go to bed and everything's fine. All you know, it's, and I, I don't even think it's that fun. <laughs> right. Well, some of these things in your life. There's a lot of people we've heard the proverbial story. Well, it's, it's a person who, like making cupcakes, make the cupcake business, yeah. then they hate the cupcake. What they realize and through that, no, I, what I liked about it, I always made cupcakes with my grandmother. I liked the time with her. Yeah. Yeah. Making the cupcakes was the byproduct, you know, or whatever. Or I liked um, teaching people. Yeah. Or witnessing the people. The byproduct was I set up a manufacturing plant. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, exactly. Uh, yeah. So, or, or they really get into something they feel like God's really wanting them to, um, and I'll say this, because this is a little bit sort of anti-entrepreneur, meaning uh, I love talking people out of business as much as into business, if that's what God's calling them to do. So when, I, when I'm talking with someone, they say, I have a brand new business idea. I feel like God's called me to bless, uh, you know, young children and help them uh learn life skills and tutor them on how to read. So I'm going to start a nonprofit and a business to go do all that. And I want to make sure that you understand what being an entrepreneur really means, because as a CSO, a lot of times you're managing a business, right? You're, you're doing a lot of businessy stuff. So you may not be the hands on blessing those children in a nonprofit because you're the executive now. 
So are you sure it's a business or do you need to volunteer at your church <laughs> or do you need to be a volunteer at a, uh, at, at a place that does that? Because God might be calling you to be that person to go out and have an impact because you can have an impact without being a CSO. Man, there's so many of them. I mean, if God's calling you to love on a certain group of people or, or a cause or get involved in a community events in some sort of way, you know, it's him, go do that. Go, take action, go do that. But you don't have to start a business to do that. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? No, absolutely. I, I, I use the example a lot of times. My dad was a teacher for years. Yeah. And to this, to this day, it doesn't matter where we go. Uh, it was just every time we took a vacation, out of state, went to a restaurant, mm-hmm. anywhere. It didn't matter. He saw somebody he knew. <laughs> and and it became, even now, if we, if we go out now, he looks to try, how do I know you? How, oh, yeah, I taught your boy in seventh grade. Or, you know, oh, yeah. he, he's making that connection somehow with somebody. And it That's never great. stopped to this day. Yeah. And so he never spun up his own business or anything but he was using the profession that he had and really impacting people's lives you know and and so there and just because he's a teacher doesn't mean that he had any more opportunity than you and i do in our lives right we can have that impact without the extra uh the extra that comes with owning or running or anything but the but some of us are called to be a yeah. chief steward officer you know oh, some yeah. of us are called to do that so yeah, for sure and there's a reason for that so so to really wrap this one up i think put a pin in it to give some some actionable stuff i mean the things we're really trying to hit on here is seeking god because <laughs> that's yeah. how you're going to know his will and when you when you're seeking him and, and in your prayer time and you really feel god's call on you to do anything um line that up with his word, making sure that it's, it's, it, it, it's in line with what he would say in his principles in his word that you, it's not just you and your emotions. And then if you are like, wow, you know, I'm going to just take that first step. That's the encouragement of this podcast is mm-hmm. seek him. Don't use God's will as a cop out. Don't take a step back, get, get a word in, in you and, start taking some positive steps forward and watch what God does with that. Yeah. And and one of the things, and I don't know that we determined that we wanted to mention this in in a spot, but it was, it's an old story. It's a matter of fact, I believe I heard it. Do you remember Jerry Clower? You remember that name? (laughs) No. (laughs) Jerry Clower was the, I don't know, country music comedian of the year back in the 70s. Anyway, he was a, Oh, I think I know what story you're going to talk about. Yeah, he, he was just—he was a comedian, right? He always told these folksy stories. To go back and listen <laughs> to him now, they're like, "Ugh, mm, not real funny." Didn't hold that. <laughs> uh, but he, I thought he was fun as a kid. And he told the story, and it's just become part about the guy caught in a flood. You know, he—he he makes this a a 15 minute story. Yeah. But the water keeps rising. He's on his porch. Boat comes by, and he says, "No, God's going to take care of me." And then a few hours later, he's on his roof. Another boat's come by. God's going to take care of me. So after that, a helicopter comes by. said, get on. This is your last chance. We're not coming by again. So oh, God's going to take care of me. And then eventually, he's up in heaven. Because he drowned. <laughs> he he drowned. drowned. Yeah. And he's talking to the saints. And uh, he goes, God, what? what why, why didn't you? 
why do you take care of me? God, I sent you two boats and a helicopter. You know, so <laughs> yeah. What else do you want me to do? <laughs> yeah, that's the joke. So a lot of times we, we just assume that God mm. wants to work through us in some kind of miraculous lightning flash of a way. And we yeah. cop out and say, I don't want to get on that boat because I'm, I'm just waiting for God to make it clear to me that that's the boat I'm supposed to get on. Yeah. Yeah. Copping out, you know, well, <laughs> you're copping out. Yeah. And I, I would say this too, is that I've learned when you are praying uh, for God's will and you start taking those steps sometime, please be aware of this. And I, we just did a finance class and somebody was sharing something uh, and, and it would really went in line with this. As you're walking this stuff out, you take that first step. What you might find is a connection with a person that you don't like, <laughs> uh, someone that yeah. has wronged you in the past or, or something. And you, you take that as a sign of, well, this wasn't God's will. Mm-hmm. But if you think about it, many times the blessing, the boats that, that are coming by and, and you're praying like, what about this guy? What, and now here's a helicopter. I'm going to try to save you. Or I, I'm an, he's answering your prayer, but a lot of times he won't answer your prayer. Um, or I'd say he'd answer your prayer through things you don't expect. Mm-hmm. Circumstances you don't expect. People might bless you that you didn't expect it to come from or someone you didn't like. So why would God do that? In my experience, it's because he wants you to uh, notice that he can do that. He can do that through anybody. But he's also trying to reconcile you maybe to a relationship to to connect you back to let you uh, heal from some old wounds. So you start walking something out for God, you know, it's God, you start running across a few things. I'm not saying just blindly start making connections where you shouldn't, but I'm saying, don't be surprised that God would bless you. And through a few different ways, don't just easily dismiss it, take it to him and go, Hey, God, what's this about? Because mm-hmm. I believe he'll give you a, a something on your heart for that. Uh, yeah. So uh, again, I'm taking some lessons away from this, which is, mm-hmm. um, you know, don't blame God for my inaction. You know, if, yeah. if I want to be the best, um, uh, I'll, I'll say uh, best marketer, you know, yeah. for my business, I want to be a, a, a marketing genius, you know, uh, God's just not going to by osmosis, put that information in my head. Right. It's on right. me. I got to go read. I got to educate myself. I got to put things into practice. So there are things that I can do. Yeah. And, and if I don't do those things, I'm just, oh, because God, I, I, I'm, I'm just waiting for God just to magically give me this right. knowledge. Now, right. there's, I'm, I'm blaming him for my inaction. So I don't want to ever use that in any act, uh, aspect of my life. Just yeah. to say, ah, God's That's, will. And God yeah. will anoint me with this when he's ready. Yeah. All of a sudden, I'll like, yeah, no, it's, it's a journey. It's a process. That's how we learn. And you're going to be that one day if that's what he's willed for you to do, but you got to take that step, keep taking steps, keep trusting him, make mistakes, learn from those things, go back to square one, reset, do it again. Uh, that's the life of any entrepreneur, but especially the life of a CSO. <laughs> So where do we go from here, Mike? What do we got for people? Yeah, uh, I think you know, that, I, let's wrap it up. You know, let's yeah. let's just, you know, that that's it. And uh, for people to check out chiefstewardofficer.com. Again, a lot of resources out there, um, some some training and, you know, we, membership that we're getting ready to launch to build a community that we can all encourage each other as CSOs to walk this thing out um, the right way. 
And so, yeah, I think that's the, that's the last thing right there. Just check out the website and come to the next podcast. Yeah. Well, wrap us up in prayer. All right. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much, Lord. And uh, Father, we just ask you help everyone that's listening to this uh, to understand that your will is perfect and that you are up, uh, you know, on our side with plans to prosper us and not to harm us, Lord. And so that if we seek you and you put something on our heart, it's for your glory, it's for our good, and it's for the good of the people you would connect us with. So help us, Lord, have courage. There's so many times in your word that you tell us to uh, not to fear and to have courage. So Lord, I pray courage over everybody today that's listening and that, you know, they will take an actionable first step on the thing that you've put on their heart, that you help us with courage, Holy Spirit rising up in us to help us walk the things out, to be active, not passive, and let you guide us and direct our steps and trust you with that all along the way. So thank you, Lord, for being such a great God. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Have a good one. See you.